0: This is black. So there's a story. There's an eagle and a monkey and they're in heaven. And the monkey says to the eagle, are you hungry? And the eagle said, yes. So the monkey says, there's a dove nest. Uh, Why don't you fly down to that dove nest and get a dove egg and fly back up and we'll eat. And so the eagle flies down to the dove's nest and grabs an egg and brings it back. And when the eagle is about to crack the dove egg open, the monkey says, before you crack the egg, I have a question. What did the mother dove do? And the eagle said, what do you mean? He said, what did the mother dove do when you stole the egg? Did she jump up and down, squawk? Or did she just sit there? And the eagle said, well, uh," she just sat there. And the monkey said, take that egg back. And the eagle said, why? The monkey said, when something is uh, emotional, you can control it. You can even anticipate what it'll do. Because it's acting out of reason. But when something is quiet, it's thinking, it's assessing, it's understanding what is its next move. He said, therefore, it's dangerous. Take that egg back. And I begin this talk with this as I'm watching in our country, things that a lot of us don't necessarily agree with regarding different interpretations or different ways of assessing justice, how we've seen things happen that we're, we're, we, we know kind of from an internal space that this is wrong. But then out of our, our emotional reaction to them, we, we say this is wrong. Yet we're not really processing or thinking through what is the action that needs to be taken in order to then address this problem. And this was on my mind today. I just had a conversation with a friend of mine, longtime friend, and hopefully at one point he's going to jump on here. Uh, He's in New York right now, and we were just talking through, you know, life journey. Um, I was explaining to him how I have a great appreciation for the serenity prayer. And for those who don't know what the serenity prayer is all about, it, it basically says, God grant me uh, the ability to accept the things that I cannot change. The courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. I want to connect that to what I just told you about the eagle and the monkey. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot of things in this world that I can't explain the frailty of the human condition. I'd like to, I'd like to tell you that in America, that what we've seen, whether it be through any ism that you want to talk about, um, or inequity or inequality, that this was isolated to America. It's not true. We have challenges to the human condition all over this world. And, what when I traveled to different countries and have engaged in various things, working, studying um I began to look at the reality of not just the microcosm of where I was and some of the things that people were facing, whether it be in China, whether it be in in and and um uh, Tanzania, whether it was in Thailand, whether it was in Russia um, and other places, that there was always this point I came back to eventually, which was what really are the challenges that we face as human beings regarding our own evolution? It seems as we can dream of truth, but cannot live it. Now, Again, I've 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 kind of gone off a tangent. I want to I want to come in and I want because I want to tie everything in. My appreciation of the eagle and the monkey, as well as this understanding of our con- our inability to not react, but to think through what is it truly that that ails us. I I continue to come back to a point that really is quite scary. And the scariness is, ladies and gentlemen, we know what the problems are. And actually a lot of us have haven't actually worked through what solutions are through our emotion and anger. Sometimes that distorts getting to the solution, but We eventually must come to grips with a very important thing about us. That we have not yet mastered our frailty. We have not yet mastered our brokenness. We have not yet addressed these fundamental challenges of the human condition dealing with the the carnal nature of our being. We really are truly... As always, as you've heard people say, emotional creatures. We're social creatures. We we still act, respond, and do things through this premise. We even create entire societies off this premise, even though we believe it's through logic and reason and 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 we act on these things every day, but it's not true. It's not true. We actually don't take time to see ourselves. Eagle and the monkey. When something thinks, reasons, takes time to assess, it's dangerous. It's dangerous because of what it can do. It can actually answer these these streams of thought that I just shared. you You can actually go through the process and say, here's what it is, but do what it comes down to in the end, ladies and gentlemen, the will. The will to do it. I know some of you might be like, okay, what is this guy talking about? And you might have to go back through it again because I am using, I am connecting streams of thought. This is one of those talks today that really hinge upon us in the idea of reasoning through and answering critical questions that affect our everyday lives, that actually do answer fundamental questions of our being and our any in our and our uh, creation of society and structures. This is what this stream of thought is really about us thinking through this and answering. And let me give some real world um, things happening again in Minnesota there have been some deaths that people are questioning. How could government actors engage in a way with people that creates the outcome of death? Okay, we, we're well aware of things like qualified immunity. We're well aware of a procedure and and the legal systems. And we've heard about all these things, but we really haven't thought through how to challenge this system absent of, of anger and frustration. What are the tangible actions? How do we go at qualified immunity in situations like this? How do we go at injustice? These are the things that we are reacting to, and I'm just using this as one example. I could go through many, but we're using this as a moment. I'm using it as a moment to really say we, we need to look at this differently. We need to think about this differently. We need to think. And then we need to have the will to address that which we're seeing. Sometimes people talk about pressure that can be put on you from, 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 from the challenges of protest and others. And I, you know, I want to tell you. I told a friend last night. I said, you know, uh, I remember being in law school and learning about a case uh, that dealt with what's called time, place, and manner. And to me, it was ironic. This case was about that the. State. uh, The government had a right to put in laws that required that if you have a protest that is based on time, place and manner, meaning that you want to do a protest, you want to do a walk. What you do is you go down and get a permit and you. You know, you, you tell them where you're going to do it, what day, and then, you know, you have your organization or your group get together and walk and protest. And I found that to be fascinating after the fact that when protests really became such a monumental change in the 60s, um, the whole idea of protest was disruption. You know, it wasn't about letting the government know when we're going to do this. We're just going to go outside and we're going to go do this. And what I saw was the system adjusting to a challenge through what protests were allowed to do uh, in the 60s to basically create and disrupt in order for voices to be heard. I saw the system adjust to it and basically say, "Okay, we're going to we're going to we're going to order protests In a way that we can manage. Think about manage the disruption so that it's not disruptive. Now, I'm telling this person this and I said, when I'm looking at this case in time, place and manner, I was like, you know what? Damn, the system adjusts. That when you challenge it, it adjusts. And this is one of those cases to me that symbolize that. So what do we have to do now? Because protests in that sense have now been been ordered to prevent the very things that protests were designed to do. We have to think through a different response because the system will protect itself. The system is designed to protect itself. And I said, okay. so how do we view this now? Even 40 and 50 years, we continue to protest knowing the outcomes of protests are not the same. Well, maybe we don't know. Maybe we maybe we haven't looked at. Oh, my God, the reaction. Or the outcome that we're trying to reach is not the same. We're still acting out of outrage. To something that we see. But yet. We're not thinking through what would be more of an appropriate response to address the fundamental challenges that we are now seeing in the system. So I took a moment to get to this point. You know, I was kind of being trying to be a little bit more philosophical in that stream of thought earlier to, to get you here. But what I want you to see is this. And I want you to think about it. When faced with challenges, when looking at injustice, when seeing things, we have yet to recognize that some of our greatest challenge is ourselves in answering these questions. Because we're not taking that opportunity to calm ourselves, to think and reason through First, what's the problem? How do we get here? And then what are the best ways to address and go at the very issues that we are now saying are wrong? That's a thinking process. And I think it's important to the human condition moving forward, because without it. We will continue to see the same injustices repeated over and over again in this human condition, in this human frailty. And in the end, we must remember it is about the journey to find a better self, to reach a higher self for us and others and create the very systems and civilization that support it. This is important. And again, this is just a stream of thought that I wanted to share today. There's a lot of little pieces here, here and there that, of things I spoke about. But this is where I really wanted to get to. Get us to think. Again, that's what I want to do through these talks. Thinking. Understanding. This is black.